Welcome back, sports fans, to the South Coast Varsity, the podcast. The number one spot where we love to talk about South Coast high school sports, and nobody loves their South Coast high school softball more than Ed Collins. Thanks for being here, Ed. Thanks, Brendan. Good to be here. Now, you, uh, when did you start, uh, when did you begin your career as a professional sports reporter? Uh, that would be 1983. I uh, worked for a paper in South Carolina, the Spartanburg Herald, Herald News, which uh, ironically is now owned by Gatehouse. Yes, Gatehouse. They, they uh, swoop up papers all across the country. They are But uh, I was getting over. at that question, so uh, that'd be, what, 30, 34 years, 35 years in the business? I can't is this count your that fir- high. Is this your first career podcast? Uh, no, it's like my second or third. Second, all right, all right. I thought we were breaking new ground here, but I guess not. So, well, today we're going to preview the South Coast softball scene heading into the 2018 season. Uh, we got a... Luckily, we're actually not too late. We thought this podcast was going to be a little bit late after the start of the season, but thanks to Mother Nature, uh, they have not played many games yet. So uh, we'll go through it alphabetically here, just kind of touch on each team and what to expect out of them. So uh, we'll start with, uh, with the Poniquit. Uh, what do you uh, expect to see out of the, the Lakers this season? I know they're coming off a 5-15. Well, they, they, yeah, yeah. they struggled a little bit last year, and they're, they're, very, they're very young this year. They have uh, six of the 12 players on, on the roster are freshmen, and um, – they're going to have uh, a couple of freshman pitchers uh, pitching such a key position in softball. And uh, they only have one senior. Wow. And, uh, I mean, uh, the coach is going to have to, uh, you know, fit a lot of new faces in the lineup. It's Mel- Melanie Almeida. And uh, she's going to have to, you know, work a little bit at the early season. They, they may take some lumps in the early going while they try to figure out what their uh, best combinations are out there. But um, they, they got a long way to go. I mean, they, they, they really struggled last season. And, um, they and just, that was they, with a they more got experienced a pitcher last year. They had Caitlin yeah. Chow who's not pitching at Bridgewater State last year. And, you know, they're, they're a lot younger this year, so it's, it's going to be a challenge for them to, uh, to, to really make an increased improvement over, mm-hmm. over last season. But I, but I hope they do. Yeah, and then it looks like they got kind of a, a larger window there. With only one senior, you can kind of bring everyone back next year, and they're probably building kind of a two-year window. Yeah, there. they might they might be you know looking a little little more down the road. You know, get some experience for some of their younger players this season. Like, like I said, you know, maybe maybe take some lumps in the uh, in the South Coast Conference, but uh, uh, hopefully it'll give them something to build on. All right. So now uh, heading down 140 there at uh, Bishop Stang Spartans. They're coming off a pretty good season, but uh, they got a new coach. Yeah, Danny Sylvia, who would uh, who had been there for twelve years and had taken them to the uh, state tournament all twelve, um, moved on with uh, former athletic director uh, Ryan Ryan uh, Sylvia to uh, Middleborough, uh, where he's going to coach the Sachems. And uh, the new coach uh, for the Spartans is uh, Nanika Polowski, and uh, she has uh, you know she has a pretty good pretty good group of returners this year, including uh, uh, senior pitcher Casey Thomas, who is uh, you know one of the one of the area's better. Better pitchers. Uh, they also have a good outfielder in uh, junior Jillian Florent, and a, a, a good sophomore catcher in uh, Caitlin Pierce. Uh, so right now, that senior pitcher is so key. Yeah, Thomas. She's 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 coming back after being named uh, Standard Time Super Team last season. Uh, one of the most consistent pitchers, and uh, uh, Florent is a very uh, dependable, quick, speedy center fielder, and. Uh, she hit leadoff for the Spartans last year, and uh, like I said, Pierce has uh, really good defensive skills behind the plate, and uh, she picked up a lot of valuable experience last year as a freshman. So it sounds like they definitely have some tournament aspirations in at, Spartan well, at Village. Bishop, at Bishop Stang, that's that's uh, par for the course. I mean, uh, Dan Dan Sylvia did a great job there. He set uh, you know he really really developed the program, made it into one of the top uh, Division Three 
Division Two. I'm sorry, Division Two programs in, in the state. They were always competitive, and uh, they always you always knew they were going to make it to the uh, to the state tournament. And the fu- the funny thing is that they're one of the few schools around here who does not play during the spring break. Spring break, so, that, so their so schedule's more condensed. Right in the middle of the season, they always have you know a, a week off, and they they come back a little bit rusty. And uh, Dan was always able to overcome that and get and get them get everybody back on the same page luckily in softball it's probably not quite as uh strenuous as baseball which then condenses the rest of your schedule and your pitchers have to pitch more often you need more pitchers where softball you can kind of just run the same you girl run, out there yeah, every time they pitch the whole season that's amazing uh, yeah yeah <laughs> don't even take a break i was amazed when they have like a double header and they pitch both both halves of the double header and well that's a solid day's work right there so all right we'll, we'll head uh, we'll head down slocum road here to the uh, dartmouth indians another team coming off a good season last year yeah they're another another young team that with a lot, a lot of players who picked up uh, experience uh, at the varsity level last season. Uh, they have uh, two uh, returning super teamers in uh, senior center fielder Rachel Pereira, who's just a uh, you know great all around player, great yes, defender, player. great speed in the outfield, hits the ball hard, you know, uh, gets on base, scores a lot of runs. And also they have not too uh, many balls drop in center field. No, if if you hit it to center field, might just peel off, head back to the dugout. <laughs> she runs down everything. And uh, they also have uh, junior catcher Jenna Rainville, who is uh, you know a part of a good good crop of of catchers in here. She's uh, she's back for her junior year, and uh, she was a super team pick last year. And I mean, those are two good players that you can kind of build a team around. And. Uh, um, it often seems like in softball, you know, in baseball, like usually the best athlete is at shortstop. A lot of times in softball, it ends up at, at catcher. And we got a lot of really good catchers in the Yeah, catcher, right catcher, shortstop, and uh, center field. And, kind and of right softball. up the middle there, right? Very, yeah. very important. And uh, Stang is, uh, is, uh, is packed there. They have three solid players in those positions. All right. And Dartmouth is looking good, too. So, yeah, they should probably headed towards another playoff uh, appearance should be for them. I would yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, especially, they, you know, they, their, their pitcher last year, uh, her name is. Uh, Sophia Souza, uh, she picked up some experience as a as a sophomore, and uh, she she did a pretty good job for them. And uh, they also have some other returners who are pretty good. And, and um, like you said, uh, all right, so Beth, Beth Argument does a nice job with them. Now we'll uh, we'll continue our little road trip here down Route Six. Uh, across the soon-to-be-closed Fairhaven-New Bedford Bridge. Oh, no. Yeah, for 10 days. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> Here's our little public service announcement. The Fairhaven-New Bedford Bridge will be closed that from be April good. 20th to April 30th. So if you're going from Dartmouth to Fairhaven, uh, take the highway. But, uh, yeah, so Fairhaven, uh, they had a really great season last year. I mean, uh, section semifinals was it they made, too? Yes. And 19-4. They, uh, and four. they lost to... Uh, uh, they lost in the semifinals. I, I think uh, it was to Abington. Yeah, Abington kind of went through everyone, right? Because Abington, Abington knocked off Vogue Abington after knocked Vogue Tech in the in the finals, and um, so I guess the road goes through Abington for the uh, yeah. The three, to see how many kids they bring back. But um, Fairhaven uh, returns, uh, you know, some, some good players. Uh, Elise Rebello, junior catcher, again, one of the, like I said, one of those one of those good group of catchers in the area. Uh, Layla Pepin is a senior who's going to pitch and play the outfield. Uh, they have Mackenzie Borgalt, uh, another out- senior outfielder, and um, a, a good a good pitcher in uh, Ashwin Leonard, a junior who uh, who th- who saw a considerable action on the mound last year. And um, so she's going to take over for Shana Thomas, who was there last year. Shana Thomas is a uh, you know departed uh, Standard Time super teamer, and uh, Abigail Charpentier, uh, senior first baseman, is is back after missing last last season with uh, with a knee injury. So that's that's a nice addition for uh, Kathy Silva. Yeah, sounds like they're uh, bringing a lot back. They're probably the question will be the pitching. 
always is in softball. I mean, that's that's the position you have to build around. If you have a good pitcher you, and who can, you know, throw strikes and, uh, you know, you have a good defense that can make the plays behind her, you always give yourself a chance to win. All right. So now we'll, uh, we'll reverse course. Head back over to uh, Vogue Tech, uh, often, often the premier softball program in the last, last five years or so in this area. I made it to another section finals last year, but another team that lost an excellent pitcher. Yeah, they lost uh, Kayla D. Medeiros, uh, who was uh, the player of the year in 2016 and a super team last year. And uh, she really came on strong in her, in her last two seasons for uh, Coach Mark Collins. But um, Vogue Tech uh, you know, always has a good foundation of players to to work with and um they lost the 2016 player of the year but they bring back the 2017 player sarah duart the senior catcher just a tremendous all-around player hits the ball hard plays great defense nobody runs on her she throws everybody out of second base uh she's coming off uh player of the year from last season and uh she hit 521 as the uh, the Bears' uh, number two hitter in their lineup. That's how stacked they were. Uh, she had five home runs, 35 RBIs, and she ended her sophomore season with a five-game hitting streak, and then she went on to hit in the first 26 straight games uh, of her junior season. So, so, so at the one point, that she had a 31-game hitting streak. And she's yeah, also the, I think she was also what, the first the last game that she didn't get a hit in. It was I believe it was the, I think it was the championship game. Or was the championship? Okay, I yeah. Believe so, so she made it to the very last game and didn't quit. And um, she's the first player for uh, for uh, Coach Collins to uh, get 50 hits in a season. Yeah, that's oh, that's more. That's about two a game, averaging. That's a good season. So uh, yeah, so they're they're probably be about as stacked as usual now. Uh, who's going to be in the circle for him this year? For Vogue Tech? Yeah, it's going to be some, uh, Skylar Dubois. Uh, they have a couple of kids, I think. I mean, um, Jenna Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. So probably some combination of those two sophomores. I think they have, I think they have some, uh, yeah, uh, sophomore, they're newcomers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so they're going to have to work some new faces into the, into the lineup on the mound, but, uh, could, could they have well though if you bring a sophomore I mean, in and they're successful then you got a three-year pitcher well yeah you have you also have Duart behind the plate handling handling them and they and folk tech is, is known for their defense i mean uh, they play tremendous defense in the in the uh, infield and in the outfield and uh, that's what makes them so dangerous because they hit the ball hard they put a lot of runs on the board and then they back it up in the field on defense all three facets of the game like bill belichick likes to say all right so we'll stay in the uh city confines of new bedford Head down to Harry Lowe's Whalers. Uh, they uh, not as successful a season last year as the last few teams we've talked about. Uh, they're really young this year again, right? Yeah, this is going to be probably the youngest team that uh, Harry Lowe has had, and it's, this is his 17th season at New Bedford. Uh, this is just unheard of for them because uh, the numbers are down because Harry was saying that they've been losing a lot of players to lacrosse. Yep. So they're going to have Up five. They're going to have five eighth graders who are, who are expected to see uh, significant action this season, including uh, a pitcher named Lillian Gray, who is probably who's going to be their starter and uh, somebody that they're going to have to build around this season. And they actually played a bunch of freshmen last year too, so they probably have a good sophomore class as well. If I yeah, they have they had some freshmen who who played in a lot of a lot of games last year. They 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 finished four and sixteen, didn't make the tournament, but. Um, you know they they were able to uh, uh, build a little bit of experience there, and now they're going to bring even more more youth. But um, um, Lowe likes this uh, group of eighth graders. He says that they they've played a lot of softball, they've played a lot of AAU travel ball in the summers, and uh, he says he's just going to he's going to he's going to put them out there and let them play and and see what happens because uh, you know 
he he thinks they're they're going to be able to handle playing at the varsity level, and he's just really really excited about seeing what they can do uh, against uh, varsity pitching. A big question will come down to retention with those eighth graders, right? Make Absolutely, sure they, uh, end up in New Bedford High as well. Absolutely, I mean um, Harry has um, always you know he's always had veteran teams in the past, but uh, you know just that, that that trend of new 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 faces. Freshmen, sophomores, now eighth graders. I mean, a lot of seventh graders are playing at Westport. And uh, there's just this new wave of young players who are coming in to play softball. And, um, you know, that's just something that uh, Harry's going to have to adjust to. It's not softball, but I watched an eighth grader from Barnstable score uh, five goals with five assists in a lacrosse game yesterday. He was, They're everywhere. He was the best player on the field. He's there, an eighth grader. There was a, there was a time when you, you were a freshman. You had to, you had to wait your time. You, yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah. You know, I mean, it's a whole new world. You did the story on the basketball players and how many uh, spectacular freshmen. About two years in a row, we've had yeah, really I mean, good freshman players who came in and, and not dominated yeah, right I mean, off Westport, the bat. Westport has had seventh graders, seventh graders and eighth yeah. graders. I mean, we named uh, Laura Mandel Westport uh, our player of the year as a basketball player of the year as a sophomore. I mean, as an eighth of, grader, as an eighth grader, yeah. yeah. As a and as, so, as a sophomore, she's she, not even a sophomore yet. As a soph- as a freshman, she she uh, she already has over a thousand career points. I mean, she's on pace to. To you know, break break every uh, break break a lot of scoring records down the road. Um, um, not sure exactly yeah, where. Not sure exactly. Not sure exactly yeah. where she's going to be playing next season, but uh, she's uh, she's she's going to score her points. That's for sure. All right. So going, uh, we'll head up to Rochester here, Old Colony Cougars. Yeah, so I like uh, I like Old County. I think uh, Brandon Mendez, who's the the Old County football coach, does uh, does a great job with his kids. He does um, absolutely. He's one of the better coaches in the area. They have two uh, sports. They have a you know a good group of uh, they have two two real good seniors us uh, Emily Littles who's uh, entering her fourth season as their starting pitcher and uh, Michaela Murray is just a terrific uh, senior shortstop uh, really uh, anchors their infield and uh, you know they have a young team that's going to be built around Littles and Murray this year and. Uh, they're going to have to be aggressive at the plate and you know try to get on base and maybe you know set the table for for from Littles and Murray uh, in the in the heart of the order. And, Continuing um, up the middle there, then they got Catherine Kirby in center too. I know she's pretty she's, speedy uh, from the basketball team. Yeah, she she had a, she had a, coming off a good basketball season. Uh, you know, good speed, and that's exactly what you need in the center field. You need that player who's going to run down those balls and uh, you know take away extra base hits at times and uh, you know shore up the the, the middle of the uh, the field on defense. Yeah, so they were they were a tournament team last year, eleven and eight. They should probably looking to repeat that this year, I'm sure. Well, like I said, when you have uh, you know a, a, an experienced pitcher and a good shortstop, and you know somebody who can play in center field, you always you always give yourself a chance to win. All right, so then uh, last of the uh, oh, sorry, not not the last. I have one more sheet of paper here. I don't know what I'm thinking here. <laughs> Old Rochester Bulldogs. They uh, they're bringing back their pitcher Ashley Soares. Um, kind of, if I remember correctly, they had kind of an up and down season last year. Yeah, they finished. Uh, they over. finished thirteen and eight, and they they made it to the uh, the, the tournament. And um, they have uh, a very good uh, s- uh, shortstop in uh, Sophie Hubbard, who's uh, who's back for her senior year. And um, now she probably she wouldn't have played because they had Olivia Labby last year, right? So was she playing a different position? I think she played second base second last base, year. And now she's moving over to short. She's moving over to shortstop. Where where she's 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 a very good player. She plays a lot of softball, and uh, she's she has some experience. And uh, I think uh, you know Don DiBiasio, who came here from from Case, where uh, had a lot a lot of success in the uh, in the state tournament with the Cardinals, um, 
has uh, you know been bringing them along slowly. Uh, this is his third season now. They made it to the tournament last year for the first time under him, and uh, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't get back to the tournament this year. All right, we'll continue east on Route 6 to the Wareham Vikings, our second team with a new coach this year. Yeah, uh, Nicole Enrique is uh, taking over for Janine uh, Enos uh, Goulet, who is uh, taking the season off to have her first baby. Congratulations to Janine. Yeah, she was a she was a star pitcher for the for the Vikings uh, uh, back in her day, and then she went on to pitch at uh, at Bryant, had a uh, you know a good college career there, and, and then she came back uh, coach her uh, coach her role team, and um, you know the Vikings uh, you know have struggled. Uh, they've had their their ups and downs. Uh, did make the tournament two years ago, I believe. Right? I believe they did, yeah. but um, not last year. But they have some good returners. They have uh, Maddie Pinkston, uh, senior shortstop, uh, Kendall Baptiste uh, uh, on the mound as a senior, and uh, Gabby LaFrancois, who is just a good all-around athlete at Wareham, is uh, going to be uh, their senior catcher. And um, they also have Emily Nash at uh, senior outfielder and uh, Jayla Cardona, uh, senior outfielder, first baseman. Now, uh, so they have uh, one of the bigger pitchers to replace in Neely Edelston. Yes. From last year, so it's going to be uh, Kendall Baptiste. It looks like a Kendall senior. Baptiste looks like it's going to looks like it's going to be the. Uh, she was kind of their the, number two last year. I think. Yeah, she's going to inherit the starters role. Uh, Pinkston can also pitch, and uh, I mean, um, if, and, uh, if Jocelyn if most most teams are lucky to have you know one good pitcher, but it, but Wareham looks looks like they might you know have two good pitchers who can carry carry the load for them, and that's always a plus. Yeah, they can you kind of play matchups and stuff, you know, especially if you know. One has a different style than the other. So, uh, so lastly, we're on to Westport. Here are the Wildcats. Yeah, they, uh, they had a tough, tough go last season. Yeah, they um, they have like a they, they have I think they have uh, they've had a numbers problem in, in the past where they weren't really able to generate um, a good number of kids. <laughs> but uh, this year, uh, Coach uh, Monique Jones was in her second season. Uh, told me they're gonna they're gonna field a full strength. JV and full strength varsity because they oh, have great. they have twenty nine kids kids to work with and the new school being approved over there I think will yeah. definitely help them long term at retaining gonna, players going to be state of the art uh, from what I'm hearing and uh, yeah that's a few, uh, few less kids lost to Dartmouth and Stang probably but uh, I, I I never uh, I always like the the field that they're playing now it's it's uh, it's, it's not bad it's, it's actually never it's covered a softball game at West it's basically a little league field with okay. some, with some yeah. dugouts but. Uh, it's a, it's a good place to good, now watch, they're bringing watch back a, a senior pitcher if I remember right Ashley uh, Thatcher Ashley Thatcher who is uh, you know another multi uh, sports uh, player for them and uh, she's uh, got a lot of experience and uh, they're going to um, start a eighth grader behind them the the plate uh, Ariana Dos Vice uh, who's going to be getting her first varsity experience so you never know how that's going to go because that's such a such a tough position mm-hmm. especially. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with a pitcher you haven't handled before, uh, I don't know. The old, the old I don't, senior eighth grade battery. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that too often. Yeah, that's, they, uh, uh, they probably don't know each other too well heading into the season. I'm guessing. Yeah, but uh, they're gonna have plenty of time to get acquainted because uh, uh, you know, Thatcher's gonna, you know, they're, they're gonna go as far as Thatcher Thatcher takes them uh, because they also have an eighth grade shortstop, and uh, you know, then they have some uh, a couple of seventh graders uh, in the outfield and. Uh, so they're going to have to learn on the job, and uh, you know that's that's going to be a key for them. Uh, you know, just don't know exactly how they're going to be at the plate, um, and exactly what, how they're going to play on defense. But uh, if Thatcher can uh, 
keep pitching the way she's pitched in the past, um, she'll be able to hopefully keep them in some some close games, and maybe they'll be able to turn those into wins. All right. So sounds like uh, maybe you'll have to follow up your freshman uh, basketball player story with an eighth grade softball story here. Maybe the way things are Westport, going. Westport, New I Bedford, mean, and a few of these different schools. I mean, New, New Bedford. I just I, it's just unfathomable that uh, that they would have that many young players in their lineup because Harry Lowe was just known there for senior, you know, junior driven teams, and uh, he's going to have to, uh, you know adjust his coaching style a little bit to make some adjustments for, with all these young players coming in and getting their first varsity experience. But if anybody can do it, uh, Harry should be able to. He's got, he's got more than enough experience. Yeah, not many better sophomore minds out there. He's, uh, he's one of the best. And uh, he'll, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these eighth graders uh, react to the pressure of playing at the varsity. And, uh, you know, especially New Bedford, you know, they play a tough schedule. They, they play in the yeah. big three conference. They, they but play they always have the – Bridgewater, Rain, They always have and, a little uh, easier trip to the tournament, though, with the big three only being three teams. Makes it, you know, two wins can sometimes get you into the tournament. Yeah, but in the past, though, all three of those teams have, have made the tournament as tri-champions. Okay. But then again, there was one year where they were the low, top – Top the the low three seeds in Division One, and uh, you know that says a lot about uh, about the league. Yeah, yeah. But you get into the tournament, so at least you get a little tournament experience if you do the old uh, tri champs. So yeah, but unfortunately, some most of, most of the times for New, for New Bedford when they've had these, uh, you know, when they kind of like uh, backed into the tournament through that. Uh, tri-champion route it's, it's, it's been one and done in the in the tournament for them i think so. they did pull it was it two years ago with alex soki pitching they pulled off an upset i think in the first round well alex soki was a you know a very very good pitcher and um yeah when you know, what softball is interesting if you get a pitcher who's on that day and is really good any team can beat any team you, and you you never know how an eighth grader is going to react to a you know state tournament playoff game uh, mm-hmm. pressure wise yep. so all right. Well, thank you for joining me, Ed. It's uh, always a pleasure. Thanks to our listeners. Now, if uh, the weather would ever warm up, uh, yeah. maybe they get to play well, some actually, of these games. So we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. It looks like we're going to have our first pretty full slate of games today. I think we have 22. Well, like I, like I was told you before, we're going to come in, uh, you know, end of the month here, and they're going to be like, with all these postponements and stuff, it's going to be 72 games, 80 games on the schedule, and we're just going to get killed. So. Yes, we're going to have a seven page high school roundup in the newspaper. We'll have to jump it to uh, the following day. The following day, yeah. <laughs> take some of those classified pages, take them over. All right. Well, as always, you can listen to this podcast, South Coast Varsity, the podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and on Omni. We embed it in uh, most of our high school sports stories online. And you can always read Ed Collins' coverage of softball and other sports in this print edition of the Standard Times and on southcoasttoday.com.